talk and see if you're popping. Check one, two. Hello? Patterns. Hi, you guys. Welcome to a new episode of I'm Shook. I'm, of course, Sarah Shook, and I'm Shook up today, and I'm here with Randall Har. And he's shook as well. Hi, Randall. Hi, I'm really shooked up right now. Yeah. Um, and we're shook about patterns and obsessive behaviors. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be a, a very vulnerable episode, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. I love it. They're getting like more intense as I go along. Are they? Like, yeah. Which, hey, why not? Well, let's raise the bar, I guess. Yeah. Um, so patterns and obsessions I guess I think we all have them and yeah. you were talking a little bit about it before we started but like I think noticing them and being aware of them is like huge yeah even knowing that some people have things that they do all the time I know I still have things that I haven't even recognized yet but um I don't want to say like oh that's the first step but like even knowing that you have them and knowing it's detrimental to you is a huge thing. yeah that you have I feel like you have to go through some sort of an awakening some somehow to kind of um, to see them at all yeah right and I have people in my life that I trust that I, I I trust with my thinking and so when I get into these obsessions sometimes they'll call me out on it and I have a buddy of mine who says that an obsession is like depression on crack cocaine oh my gosh. so it's like you have all the feelings of depression but it has that speediness to it in your brain yeah uh and it's and when you're in it when i'm in it it is intoxicating but also really painful yeah if that makes sense yeah by yeah. like awakening yeah i know what you mean but i don't know if you want to explain in your well terms. i mean people i mean for me in my own life i've had a number of big obsessions i i guess two of them have been uh alcohol and relationships right and i think mm -hmm. some a lot of people can relate to that and, and um uh the first one was definitely booze for me and i i didn't know i had a, a drinking problem or an obsession with alcohol until the day that I stopped drinking. I mean, it was just, that's how much denial or obsession, how powerful it can be, that fantasy, you know? Yeah. Um, that story is, I was in Chicago and was blacked out drunk at my sister's house and was getting ready to throw myself off the building. Jesus. And so my sister's uh, boyfriend at the time, her husband now, grabbed me just in time. And uh, my cousin was there, who I didn't know was there until my father's funeral, when he said, remember that time I was in Chicago? And I was like, what? Anyway, he grabbed me, wrestled me to the ground, and literally held me for a couple hours while I was like trying to get away from him. And then they locked me in a room. And then the next morning I woke up and I called my best friend and I said, I think I might... I think I might have a drinking problem. He's like, we know we're coming to get you. Oh my God. And this was April Fool's Day, 2006. Huh. So I went to Midway. He flew in and when I saw him, I said, April Fool's Day. And the look on his face, I'll never forget the look on his face. Oh it was gosh. like, he was so angry. I was like, actually, I need a lot of help. Can we get out of here? So he flew me to Maryland where I spent a week in a hospital. So... I it's amazing and so what's crazy to me is like one day I'm just miserable and don't know what's wrong with me the next day 
I had this sense of relief and a moment of clarity. Like, I've never had that kind of silence in my mind before when I made that phone call. It was just so peaceful. Um, so that's how powerful I think obsession can be. And for a guy like me, once one is like figured out, mm -hmm. another one's going to start. You know, it kind of jumps, I think, sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Right? It's like, oh, now you're like waking up to this. Cool. Then you'll probably wake up to this and this and this. And it's just like, yes, crap. Now I got to go through all this stuff and like this massive growth and change. Oh, man. It's heavy. And yeah. um, some people it's food, other people it's sex. You know, it's like lots of different stuff. But for me, the, the next big one has been relationships, you know, like being in long term relationships. Um, I always just kind of thought I'm an awesome boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at this. So why not be in a relationship? And especially with the parents, like that's kind of my favorite part. Like, God, they're going to love me. And uh, but then what I what I noticed after being outside of this obsession is that I'll use a relationship to kind of like avoid other parts of my life, you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't know that until things got painful again, you know, uh, and, and a lot of, uh, just a ton of failed relationships, you know, I had to kind of really look at that stuff. Um, yeah, I feel oof. like relationships was one for me too. And I had this pattern that happened and I was obsessive about some of these relationships, but I remember a big wake up thing for me was I dated three guys who, when the relationships ended, they all said this phrase of I'm depressed. Huh? And I was just like, <laughs> when the third one happened, I was like, what the hell? I'm like, you were the third person in a row to say this to me. And I'm like, something is off. And that was like, I, that was a massive moment for me. And I remember going to see it like a Reiki healer in Chicago. And she was like, yeah, this is why this is happening. And um, I was just like, oh, I keep trying to fix these people mm. and thinking like, oh, I can take care of you. I see that you're like, you know, broken or whatever or you haven't dealt with things let me help you let me let me yeah. mother you or whatever it is and that that's never good yeah so releasing that and the need to do that is was super tough whoa but um as soon as i recognized it everything started to change yeah yeah and i i think for me the pattern has been um I picked emotionally unavailable people, I think. Mm -hmm. And my one of my buddies was like, well, you do that because you're emotionally unavailable. And I, he said that to me, and I was pissed. I'm like, huh. what are you talking? No, I'm not. I'm really, I'm a giver, you know. <laughs> and uh, But it, in a way, he was really right, you know, because I haven't kind of done some work on that stuff. So the pattern continues, you know. Yeah. And this last relationship was a great teacher for me. And it was a very good relationship, you know. Um, it didn't work out because it wasn't a fit. But, I mean... I got to see that pattern cl more clearly than any ever in my life, you know, and it, that was the gift of that relationship. And I got out of that thing, and I mean, a month or two later, I locked into somebody new, and I got to watch in real time, with awareness, me spin up into obsession about a person, you know, yeah. and know that what this really is, is another, I need to get into another thing quick. So that I don't have to look at, oh, my career or, uh, I don't know, other stuff in my life that I'm avoiding. Um, and uh, what's amazing about that person I was and maybe a little bit obsessed with still <laughs> <laughs> is that she, she, uh, she just won't give me the time of day.
You know, she's not interested at all, which is a huge benefit for me because as soon as I get a little validation, it makes the obsession a thousand times worse. So she's just like, eh, because I think she's smart, you know, and she knows that uh, that desperation stink is all over me. That is the perfect word, (laughs) like desperation and being in that desperate state of like needing that attention or that affirmation from people that like somebody wants me. And um, I am, I totally know what you're talking about. And I was definitely like that. And I think about my relationship now and how wonderful it is. And then those past relationships and how I was like, please come over, please. Like, and I wasn't like begging or desperate or anything, but I just took it so personally yeah. when they were like, I just like, I'm going to like sleep at home tonight or whatever. And I'm like, oh. but, but why? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I... I just remember like always like obsessively wanting to be with that person and mm. I'm at this point now where I'm like, oh, we have this balance of like we love being together but we also give each other space and like our alone time and you know, it, it like it's just this naturally occurring thing and I'm like, this isn't somebody that I need right. necessarily, it's somebody that I want and like it's a choice for me because they like enhance my life and we challenge each other and we work at it and it's not like but I need you to give me affirmation about who I am. <laughs> God, that sounds so healthy. How do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's the goal, I think. I know all these things, but my behavior is completely antithetical, if that's the right word, to my thoughts on these things sometimes. you know, like I know what the right thing to do is with these things, but for the most part, I choose not to do the right thing and be like, I'm going after this person. I mean, one time I was... This, I met this woman uh, at a meditation group, which is ironic in its own way, I guess. But like, I saw her in Griffith Park, uh, and the way I saw her is I was obsessing about her, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy that I met was telling me this weird story about this chant that he uses to manifest in his life. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. What's this chant? So he tells me this chant, and I, I remembered it, and um, I'm thinking... I want to see her. Like, I, it's been three weeks since I've seen her. So I start doing this chant and, uh, like, really in my gut in Griffith Park walking around. And I mean, five minutes later, she shows up with, like, a friend. And no I, way. it freaked me out. You know, I was like, okay, well, this is just a coincidence or I have superpowers. And, uh, and when you're obsessed, you think you do. Oh, right? Yeah. You can manifest stuff with that kind of thinking. So... I'm following behind her and I'm trying to figure out a way to say hi because I haven't seen her and I really want to talk to her. And then it dawns on me, like, this is creepy. Like, I'm following this person. She doesn't know I'm here. I've just chanted <laughs> and, <laughs> and manifested her in front of me. This is all bad. So I thought the best way, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run past her and then maybe this will happen or something. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the wrong choice, by the way. I should have walked down another path. But I did what I did because I was obsessed, you know. And so I ran past them, and then I looked back up the mountain, and I noticed that they walked, uh, were walking a different way. So she must have noticed. I, I, in my mind, I thought she must have noticed that it was mm-hmm. me and went the, a different direction. That's another thing where it's like, oh. they, they see what I'm doing. It's like, oh, people yeah. People don't even give a they shit about They don't care. <laughs> I mean, it, there, could have been a, there could have been like a raccoon there, and they went another direction. I don't know. But in my mind, it was like, she hates me. Uh, and it, it spun me out and actually that was like the end of like one round of obsession with this person and I called a friend and 
you know, uh, he talked me down. I was like, this is, he literally said to me, none of this is real. You know, like, yeah, she's there, but like you didn't call her into existence. It has nothing to do with you. And and thank God there's people in my life that like talk to me about that stuff. And it's like, you, you immediately get into shame too. I do when my thinking gets that spun up, you know, it's like, am I a danger to myself and others? No, I'm not. But like, it's so wacky, the power of it, um, that I needed to kind of just step away from that person and leave them alone for a while until I kind of got my thinking right, you know, which didn't take that long. But that's the power of my thinking sometimes, the fantasy. Yeah. I And I think that is, it is natural and I know people talk about like the secret and like all this stuff and Mm. what you think about manifests, which I think is, is true in a sense where it's like you could, you know, be watching, I don't know, a movie with, uh, Michael Keaton and uh, then you like see, um, a poster for a show and it's called like Michael Keaton's kids. And it's like, Whoa, I just, (laughs) how is that so crazy? And it's like, it's nothing. It's, it's just (laughs) like, your brain was maybe thinking about it. So it just like showed things you were thinking about. And that's like all it is. Yeah. But I, I obsess about that sometimes. Where I'm like, it's a synchronicity. This means yeah. something. Yeah. I'm like, Sarah, it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poster. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff, it, when I'm thinking clearly, I, don't, I think those synchronicities or those intuitive moments have nothing to do with my thinking. When those things show up and I know that they're true, it's it, it actually feels like the quietest, most empty gut sensation for me. Yeah. Like this is happening for a reason. Um, it's all linked up in a good way. But if I'm thinking that it's supposed to be that way, it's probably not like really happening. Yeah. I think sometimes synchronicities, just to like get slightly off track, is like um, I think those are signs. Like, um, I'll see, like, numbers and threes a lot and oh, stuff, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, this is a sign from, like, other higher beings and stuff like that, but... Do you believe that? 100%. Okay. Because I, I love that number stuff. That I, that happens to me sometimes. If I wake up at 3 a.m., I'm like, I'm probably supposed to be, like, dialing into something right now. Yeah. Sometimes, um, I think, when we wake up, like... There have been nights where, like, I constantly wake up at three thirty. Yes. And um, I think it, sometimes it's like we'll take a moment and take five minutes because you keep being woken up yeah. to like clear your mind or ask for what you want or because um, they say like when you're sleeping it's the best time to manifest because you're completely letting go of everything. Whoa. So go ahead and like ask for something and then go back to sleep. Whoa. Or, or like, you know, um, help release something. And that's why you're like being woken up. I don't know. That's a, one of my theories. I do it. <laughs> I'm going to use that, but maybe not with people. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm like, please just let me let go of this situation so I can go to bed. Yeah. Um, and that is another obsessive or like a pattern of mine that I've really been working through lately is like, uh, well, two things. I think I get obsessive about work and then I also... Yeah obsess about like oh I said the wrong thing to this person or yeah. I may have like maybe not handled the situation as properly or like one of those things and you I just like find myself holding on to it I'm like I gotta talk to him I gotta rectify this right and then uh, you know it'll be like three days later and it's like already passed in that person's <laughs> mind but I've been holding on to it for three days right. I'm like, I just want to tell you I I'm so sorry but um I, I when I said that um oh you're 
you're so red today. I love all your red. I wasn't making you, I wasn't insulting you. And they're like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I was wearing red that day? Yeah, oh. exactly. And I'm just like, oh, of not making things a bigger deal yeah. than they actually are and just like letting it go. Oh God, I know. Yeah, I, I get that way too with people. And I'm just like, I ruminate on that stuff. And every single time I come back and talk to them, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's right. just like, I've stored this in my brain for the past month to 10 years. Like, it's it's really, I don't know. God, I want a different brain sometimes. I know. Which leads me to yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady that I met at meditation, she invited me to go to Kundalini yoga. And I was like, well, we're going to fall in love. Because if she's inviting me to go to yoga then that means she cares about me and it's on. Um, it's not on, by the way. But so she brought <laughs> me to this thing and it is like, you know, they talk about like woo-woo stuff out here and uh, whoa. I mean, have you ever done Kundalini before? I have, yeah. It's intense. It is really intense. And uh, it took, the best thing about it, I describe it as like watching your ego in real time just get its ass kicked. You know, I mean, it, it, I had so much, I was so uncomfortable doing like Sufi grinds and chanting and screaming and stuff that happens in this, this class, but I've done it about five or six times now. And I'm like noticing a subtle shift in myself, which I think is just kind of being more open, you know, which is the whole point of some of this stuff anyways, I guess. But yeah. Whoa. And even she, this friend of mine, she's like, you're changing. You're, uh, you're less tense than you used to be. And I mean, that's kind of an interesting observation. I can't see myself very well, so it's funny. I think that's the. I think that's part of why other people exist because they're helping us. The mirrors. Yeah, you know. God, do I need a lot of those? Yeah. So selfish. I um, agree about meditation. A lot of people have talked to me about uh, transcendental meditation, Mm -hmm. which intrigues me. Um, I don't want to pay the money though. Oh, I, yeah, that's the, I think that's the one reason why I'm like, do, do I want to pay for something that I, I can probably do on my own? Right. I know it's a different type of thing. And I'm like, Hey, maybe when I'm rolling in it, I'll do it. But like, right. um, you hear Jerry Seinfeld and like Howard Stern and all these people talk about all the benefits of it. And, um, but I do think like for me, a way to release patterns and like obsessiveness is to meditate and journal and I can Mm. do that on my own and but starting out meditating too it was it was really hard yeah it's hard you your mind wanders you also don't know how to do it and I was doing a lot of like um guided meditation stuff which I think is great yeah um but yeah and I think I've watched people struggle being able to not or not being able to do it yeah I do. Um, Every Sunday I go to a, a, a group that's, you meditate for 20 minutes and then you chat about it a little bit. And what's amazing is, you know, the noises that you hear, like it's in a church. And so there's choirs going and people talking in the hallway. And if anything, it's just an exercise in patience, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and it's never, I, I know like people are like, I just want my mind to be quiet. I don't think that's the point. You know, I've read some of the stuff on meditation. Like it's, I, I'm never going to silence my thinking. That's never going to happen. And my sister, I remember she read that secret book. Mm-hmm. She's like, all you have to do is turn off your thoughts. I like, I was like, listen, 
That's impossible. I said, let's do an experiment. You sit down there across from me, and I want you to stop thinking for 10 seconds. Go ahead and do it now. And she, like, couldn't do it. I'm like, well, there it is. I mean, you, if anything, I'm just watching the thoughts. That's the whole point. Is like, that's part of the awakening. If I can see the thoughts and I'm not the thoughts, then that's meditation to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, sitting and observing the, like phantasmagorical movie that is going on in my mind is like hard work it is and i think i even get obsessive about that where it's like oh no i'm thinking the wrong thing i don't want this to like come into fruition (laughs) or whatever but um i think it yeah you can't turn off your thoughts it's about maybe monitoring your thoughts and giving yourself the correct ones right that makes sense um where it's like oh okay i just thought that um I, my body feels mushy and I feel gross. And like, so let me change that and just be like, that's okay. That's where I'm at. And I'm still beautiful. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) I've been feeling mushy today too, by the way. I'm like, I'm going to do this intermittent fasting thing. That's how I'm going to lose 30 pounds and like get some self-esteem. But I don't think it's going to work out that way. It has to be from a different place somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love to eat. Oh, God, please don't let that be the next obsession. (laughs) No. You know, I will say that's a big pattern that I learned. My diet and health got like basically flipped upside down in the past three years. And I think something forcing me to change it because I got very sick Mm. was the only way that I could. But I look back and I'm like, oh, I thought I was eating healthy. Yeah. And I truly wasn't like... Oh, I'd be rushing off to like a show or rehearsal and I'd have like Annie's mac and cheese and throw some like non-organic frozen broccoli in it. I'm like, cool, it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, I had like gross like month, two month old frozen broccoli. <laughs> and some tube pasta. Yeah, and, but it's organic, so it was good. And, like, and there are times too where I used to I'd wake up and I would drink coffee and I wouldn't eat for like six hours because, and I'd just be like doing stuff again. I'd be like obsessed with like getting things done or like working on stuff and I'd just be drinking coffee and then I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten. And then I'd be tired Yeah. and I'd make something shitty. Right. And yeah. So it's like forcing me to break, to break that. I think sometimes we're forced to break patterns. That's the only way that I've ever changed i think is like uh pain is my greatest like teacher because i mean i can read all the self-help books get the therapy go to groups and have people tell me how to fix stuff Mm -hmm. and i won't do it until i'm in enough pain and my back is against the wall where it'll actually i'll actually force myself to have to do it i wish i was different but experiences show me that usually i have to kind of like throw my almost throw myself off a building (laughs) to kind of get it you know yeah Um, i think that happens for everybody certainly for me as well like you you know that saying like you have to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. but i believe it and sometimes i've been like oh i'm at my rock bottom and then i dip even further (laughs) you know i'm like oh that wasn't rock bottom this is wait there's a trap door here (laughs) yeah and there's no lights and no ladder (laughs) I think I'll jump right in here. Let's go down. It's colder here. Yeah. The universe is just like, fix it. <laughs> fix it already. <laughs> it's hard work being an adult sometimes. I mean, whatever. We have it pretty good here, you know. Um, 
And I'm aware of that. And I, I always feel a little ashamed, like, oh, God, I'm working on myself. Meanwhile, people are like trying to find food in different countries and stuff. So I know. I, 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 I watch it a little bit because um, it's not a problem. It's not that big of a deal. You know, I'm afforded the time and luxury to look at myself and kind of, and while people, some people can't do that, you know, so I'm yeah. aware of that, but it's still kind of painful, you know, to wake up and be like, man, there's some stuff I got to fix. And am I going to wait another 10 years to work on this stuff? Am I going to really right. going to look at this stuff today? God, no, I don't want to. I'm going to watch Netflix and like eat almond butter. I know. But that's when I feel like obsession can turn into a good thing. Yeah. Where, and I've definitely been there. And I think maybe I'm just an obsessive person a lot of times in my life. Um, where then I'll become obsessed with feeling better. Yes. And, um, and I'm just like, I won't quit until this is fixed, until I break this pattern for myself or I'm feeling more whole again or whatever it is. And I become obsessive with like you said, like self-help stuff or yeah. whatever. And I take that action and I'm obsessively just activating that every day. Does that work? Yes. It does? Yeah. Oh no, I don't want it to, I don't I didn't want that to be the answer actually. Well it's just and it too I think it's just like you change like a, a mindset or whatever. Yeah. And I like I said with those relationships, I remember just having this point where like I'm not going back to this place again. I'm mm. not letting people make me feel this way again. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not having another relationship that isn't working out. So I'm gonna fix this. Right. And I just remember for three months being obsessive about that and yeah. i was like and i'm not gonna let this person make me feel less than just because they don't want to be with me and right. it's because it's not true and i just was obsessively telling myself that and and other things and and listening to like podcasts and like actively working on my mindset every day wow and um just convincing myself that like i i deserve better and then I did. And I met my boyfriend who I'm with now, and he's the most fabulous human being ever. That's amazing. So that's like making new grooves in the brain, right? Or, you know, neurons and stuff, making new, new actually making new patterns in your brain. And then I wonder, because I, I think about these things like, do I have to change my thinking first before the action? But for me, it's just, I have to take the action first to change my thinking. It's kind of goofy that way. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't want it to be that way. Right. You know? Right. I want to figure it out in my head first and then do something about it. And that never works for me. So it's good to hear that maybe sometimes a full frontal assault with like new thinking is the way to kind of fix some stuff. Basically. But it, it sometimes it takes a lot to even get to that point to be like, okay, I just have to do this. Mm. And um, a friend of mine who you know, Michael Frontier and his partner, Terry Oplett, yep. they told me one time, they were like, you have to do it like your life depends on it. And that hit me so hard. I was like, it's so true. And I go, my life does depend on it. Yeah. If I want to be a better version of myself and to like achieve everything that I want for myself, then my life does depend on it. But if I want to be stuck where I'm at and continue like hating, you know, where I'm working or not having enough money or whatever it is, then I have to change my mindset, where my head's at and how I'm feeling. Golly. I, I mean, in a way, I love I love having somebody say that, that you trust, because it gives you permission to do it. Yeah. That I would never give myself in a yeah. weird way, you know? It's like, your life depends. Okay. 
I'm going to do something about it, I guess, then, you know, because I'd never come up with that conclusion on my own. Yeah. Like, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to put it off to the side for a second. Right. And I feel like I knew that and I know yeah. that stuff, but the words that they put it on, put it in, just, oh, yeah. It right was to like the a, heart. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it's like, great, now i got to do all this work. <laughs> and that's the hardest part, and I think that's why some people shy away from it. And um, it happens for everybody on different levels and we all have different lives and it all looks differently for people but yeah it's it's really hard it's probably the hardest stuff to do to grow and release and all that stuff it is and i i know like this relationship stuff is a self-esteem thing for me too like i need to build my own esteem in my own life before i can bring that to a healthy relationship i know that you know and this kundalini yoga stuff like the the teacher does guided meditation you know and a lot of it has been like oh god i hate it but it's the inner child kind of all this imagery around that and like it was just mother's day you know yeah so like we went to this i went to this class and there was all this imagery about like you know having your mother loving you and stuff and i'm like on this mat and i'm bawling my eyes out and i'm like what is going on you know and uh you can hear people sniffling around you meanwhile like everyone brought their kids so like a baby's walk like crawling by me i'm like this is intense (laughs) this is intense and um but you know all that like relationship stuff goes back to you know i i think my parents in some way and they were like they did the best they could, like right. as far as emotionally being available and stuff. But I've been looking for that, you know, and uh, I just I wasn't able to get it from them. So like I try to find that in other people, but I gotta, I gotta do it for myself, you know. Yeah. Be my own mother and father is like, God, I hate it. It's a little psychobabbly or whatever. But like parenting yourself is like a real thing. Yeah. That I don't want to do. You know, but I I feel like if I'm going to have a healthy relationship, which is something I really want to have someday, I'm going to have to do this work like you're talking about. And I'm just like, do I have the energy for this? Dude, it's... No, you never do, but somehow you find it. Yeah. (laughs) And then you got all this other stuff happening in your life and it's like, well, I'm trying to do this. Right. But I got to go to the grocery store and I have to work a job and I have to like take care of this and that and that. And it's just, it's a lot, but like we're human beings and I think we're only given what we're supposed to deal with if that makes sense yeah like the burdens you can bear or whatever but i think it's like cool we're being faced with this challenge i would i don't think we would be faced with it or recognize it if we weren't supposed to have it and supposed to grow from it what scares me is like okay what happens if i get over i'm i'm basically over this obsession with this person i really am and like okay let's say i learned that lesson i'm like oh god what's the next one gonna be you know that's where my mind goes i know and i'm like Ooh, that might be, is it going to be a health problem or, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Know. It's like, and living in a place where, and this has been coming up a lot too, when people I talk to, um, letting go of the pattern of thinking that the other shoe's about to drop. And I have lived my whole life that way. And I'm sure you can relate. Like if I get too big or the joy shows up or I get too happy, that means something bad is coming around the corner for me. So I better keep myself small. So whatever the universe is trying to throw at me doesn't find me is the way I've lived. Yeah. So, you know, recent, and I mean recently, like in the past couple months, of really working on, you know what? It's a beautiful day. I'm going to enjoy it. And nothing bad is going to happen. And even if it does, who gives a shit? Like, that's like, boy, that's hard for me to do. You yeah. Know? 
it and I think we do have these like almost manic depressive moments or behaviors of like things are great it's so great and you're loving it and then like you said and things can happen and I think it's just about finding that balance still even when you're really excited and really happy mm. of like okay this is an extreme emotion and I <laughs> you know and I've also felt the opposite end of the stick with other extreme like mm. bad emotions so it's like about okay well let's like level this out still I still have to level this emotion out because if it I think it's not necessarily that something bad happens but maybe just something happens like oh you get a bill or whatever and it can be catastrophic oh, in that yeah. moment so it's like oh let's balance that out I think maybe that's I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's funny, this this, this uh, yoga class, I, I roll with these like pretty young people who are, uh, that I've met in this class, you know, and everybody's wearing white and stuff and they've got headdresses on. I mean, it's yeah. intense. But it's LA. It's so LA and they're, and, but they're really great. And like, uh, sometimes we get lunch or something and hang out afterwards. And, uh, you know, I've known them for a little while now and just the other day we were hanging out and people were talking about how great the Mother's Day one was and I'm like, yeah. And then I I had to like make a joke about it because I was just getting uncomfortable, I guess, you know. Uh, so I, I threw in like, I forget what I said, but, you know, if you're not with like comedy people who speak that language, everybody kind of got silent, looked at me and then shook their heads. <laughs> that happens to me too. <laughs> you know? And I was like, ah. And, and I felt, and I'm the oldest I'm like I felt like such a grandpa in that moment but you know they see me you know and they're like that's not who you are you know you're just doing that because you're nervous like you're you're, be more like be open so they're my mirrors too and it maybe they're just not funny I don't know (laughs) (laughs) can't figure it out I think maybe they are but like you said maybe it's they're sensing oh this isn't coming from from an authentic that's place. it yeah that's totally it and it's scary to like get called out on that a little bit by people that are 10 years 20 years younger than you are You're like, oh i know how are you people this smart like uh, emotionally already it's upsetting to me like i've had to like bite down hard on like my i guess you know growth and stuff but they're just like you're you're hiding from yourself and from us right now oh, don't do that <laughs> You don't have to be that. Be yourself. We love that person. You're just like, um, can you guys pass the salt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I think those people are great, but I feel like also out here in LA, and I'm sure it exists everywhere, but you run into the people who are like, um, non-authentic in that manner. Oh, God. Like there's, yeah. I won't say name, but there's a guy that like I <sighs> used to work with and he, I guess, is like, he found out I did like Reiki and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, cool! I've, I've been starting to, um, or Akashic Records." So he's like, "I've been starting to do them for myself," and he's like, "It's been really great." And I'm just like, "Number one, that's a red flag because it's really hard to do Akashic Records for yourself." Mm. Number two, and then he's like, "I teach a meditation class, uh, you know, over here at this time on this day. You should come." And I'm just like oh, you're using this as a way to sell me on what you do. And then uh, like a few weeks later, um, like I stand for work for like eight hours at a restaurant. And um, I think I had worked five days in a row and I was just like, man, my legs are like throbbing. They hurt so Mm. bad right now. And he's like, why do you think that is? And I go, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I go, "Um, well, 
because I've been standing for eight hours, five days straight. I think that's why. And he's like, hmm. And he goes like this. No. To <laughs> he starts tapping his chest and he goes, mm, mm, I'm getting something. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, I have to hear what this is. He goes, do you mind if I share? And I go, please do. Uh-huh. And he says, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a, a, a download right now. And like using that key yeah. term of a download. And he goes, um, I'm getting a download that uh, you're, have, you're struggling with um, moving forward right now. And it, which is just like the most yeah. basic 101 yeah. like healing <laughs> energy bullshit. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> and I, at that point I'd been doing like a lot of work for myself too, yeah. like personally. And I was just like, you have no clue. And I just go, I go, no, I think it's because I've been standing. <laughs> and I said, but thank you. And then he was like, got re- rejected. So he takes out his big crystal and like clears the air and like is swinging it around no his body. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're standing behind a bar. Um, so <laughs> I, I think those people exist too. I know this is a tangent, but it, those, I'm just like, Oh, I got to be wary of that. Yeah. But I think that also tends to like another obsessive behavior I had. I'm sure when I was like 25, if someone had said that to me, I'd be like, really? Yeah. What? So what do I do? And right. now I'm just like, okay. <laughs> the, the um, I don't know, that word authentic too um, <clears throat> is like, I feel like that's an excuse to be truthful in a kind of hurtful way to people sometimes. Like I, I'm trying to replace that with sincere. Like there's with sincerity, there's boundaries, you know, but like everybody's authentic out here. And oh, you're just yeah. like, basically, you're about to tell me what's wrong with me, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and uh, just be sincere with me. Like you can tell me what's wrong with me, but like have some boundaries on that uh, or don't try not to hurt my feelings. I don't know. But that stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, oof. oh, well, I'm uh, calling you out in a spiritual manner. So yeah, I'm being authentic. I'm being and it's authentic. Like, I think the authentic thing to do maybe sometimes is just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird though. I mean, going, getting, you know, getting into spiritual technologies, like, um, I, you know, I already have enough weirdness with my thinking. So trying to have a little humility about it and also just like settle into it has been a little bit tricky, you know, because some of this stuff's kind of powerful. You can go to this Kundalini class. People are going to be crying. Some people shout. I mean, you're like, and I'm from Ohio, so it's like, we don't do that. Yeah. Uh, try to get over myself and be open for other people's uh, stuff, too, is like, I don't know. I've learned a lot in the past few months, um, and it's, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it is exhausting. You're it's like exhausted. taking in all this stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I, change is exhausting. It truly is. But I... What are what do you feel like are some techniques that you've used during these times that have really been helpful to you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, one that I learned, I don't know, from a podcast, I think, which has been really helpful, is like, because, um, you know, I tend to beat up on myself and my thinking, you know, I don't treat myself very well. So what I'll do is when I have a problem, I'll pull out the phone and I'll hit that record thing on the, you know, and I'll talk to myself like I'm talking to a friend. Huh. You know what I mean? Like if somebody wanted advice from me, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, here's what I think you should do. And in a way, it's a way to trick my thinking into me just listening to my higher self. And then I'll play it back and I'll listen to myself. And it's it always freaks me out what I say. 
because yeah. it's it's what I would say to a friend and not what I would say to myself, and it's actually pretty good advice coming from um, a place of compassion instead of like you idiot, you need to not do this today, you know, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, the saw is back. The saw. <laughs> no, I love that the recording yourself. Yeah. I do that sometimes where I'll like play an argument over in my head. I'm like, I'm going to say this. I'm like, I should do that with recording to hear how crazy I probably sound. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. I feel like for me, journaling has been a big one. Yeah. Um, I'll try to do three pages almost every morning. Morning pages. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, or if I have a very like college ruled notebook, I'll do two. But um, You handwrite that too. I handwrite yeah. it. Yeah, which helps. There's something about it like coming mm -hmm. from your brain to your hand. But it, I just like, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, these three things like really popped out or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy. Like I can let this go or it just, it really helps work things out. Yeah, it takes that. I've done that on and off. And it's funny, like after I'm done, like, oh, I guess this wasn't that big of a deal. Right. You know, but uh, if it's in my head and it stays there, it's always gonna build into a fever pitch <laughs> yeah yeah and sometimes I'll do it intentionally where I'm like okay I'm gonna write through pages about this situation yeah. or like um you know whatever and by the end of it I'm like okay yeah <laughs> that's happened too I've done that where I'm like oh I'm gonna write about this thing and all of a sudden it slowly morphs into a short story I'm like yeah what's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, that's cool too sometimes I'll get an idea out of yeah. it and it's like okay I'll just write about this for real but I mean, it's there's so many different things that I'm I I feel like I kind of have to do to keep myself in balance, you know, like exercise, the eating, the yoga. Uh, I do the um, online yoga too, like the more physical, whatever kind um, walks, and then whatever kind of like you know I'm in recovery, so I, that's that's been a big part of me, kind of like staying sane. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have to do all those things just to kind of keep um, kind of a steady brain, you know. Right. And it's, man, accepting that um, has been a, a lot of work, too, because I'm always like, this is not fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, normal people don't have to, they don't have this crazy thinking. Uh, I have a mental mental disorder. I got to kind of deal with this a little bit, you know. And I've got mental health problems in my family, like. My dad was bipolar in, like, a big way yeah. and went on some crazy adventures and I've had people tell me, it's like, oh, you learned that behavior from him. You're up and down and up and down and up and down. Because uh, you watched that your whole life. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So just being I think being we mindful, all kind of are in a certain right? way. Yeah. But yeah. Just but being be... mindful of all that stuff and just, and also not overdoing it too, because I don't want to get like, I'll get obsessive about doing all the things instead of just being like, just live your life, dude. Right. You Take know? some time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, which is helpful too. I'm like, I'm learning how to like only do the things that I really need to do and not the feel extras. like I have to do all this stuff, which is hard. Sometimes I have to cut out other things for a while until I get all my ducks in a row. But yeah, yeah, obsession, patterns. I have to like, one of my buddies is like, you need to write down your feelings about this person that you're, you know, I was obsessed with or like write a letter and then burn it, you know? Mm -hmm. Because like I've been recently, I've been like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be going away from uh, uh, out of town for a while, you know, for work and stuff. And I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna talk to her and tell her how I really feel. Just like, 
<laughs> and like that's first of all, it's a super selfish thing to do. Second, it could be really dangerous for our friendship or whatever, and it's probably just not a good idea. So I need to kind of like write down what the things that I think I would say in like that kind of uh, the movie version of like what that would look like. Yeah, and then eat that thing. <laughs> like, right. because um, with the thinking, if I don't get that stuff out, then I'm liable to like say some weird stuff, I think, to people. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. I've done that too. I've said weird stuff to people. And, then... and I get different, I've asked different people, should I do this? And like, oh yeah, people have done that to me and I've actually respected that. You know, they've made their intentions known. But I'm like, there's a reason why I haven't. So I better honor that too, you know? Like, right. This stuff is not... And is there, you know, also a reason why it hasn't yeah. come together too? Yeah. And I need to pay attention to that because otherwise I'm bound to like make people uncomfortable, myself included. Right. So, right. Ugh. Yeah. It's all fine. <laughs> it is all fine. <laughs> Truly. And sometimes it's just about not... <laughs> putting weight to things. I think as human beings, we put so much weight to things and it's like, oh, I got a ticket. And it's like, yeah. just relax. So what? And, you know, it'll come back around, like money comes and goes. And this is a little tidbit I learned this past year. It's like when you're struggling with money, focus on giving more of it out yeah. to feel that way. So like, instead of giving a dollar tip, do $2 or $5 and um, buy your friend that coffee or, um, you know, or buy dinner for somebody just because you want to. And yeah. it, it helps release that, that obsessive pattern and that stress within you oh, to man. attract more of it, I guess. I need that. I know these adult things sometimes I'm like, oh, this is just tedious stuff and I don't always need to do it. And I go, but also I do because this is my foundation yeah. and like it keeps me grounded by having these things done it's yeah. it's it is fulfilling um and i think like when you take care of yourself in that way then you're taken care of in like a universal or spiritual way too yeah yeah that's a great way to think about that like all that adult stuff is a good foundation it builds self-esteem for me too like if i take care of it, i'm like oh and then i'm always after i do the scary thing i'm like that wasn't so hard but I can't get to that thinking until I've actually gone through the fear of it and then do the thing. Right. You know? Right. And I always feel better like, oh, I'm an adult. Until I'm not. Until I start eating ice cream or something. <laughs> something. And then you're human. And that's yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I'm human again. And then I get on my phone and I record my voice. <laughs> and I tell myself to get my shit together. In a compassionate, loving way. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation. I feel better. Yeah. Um, it's good to talk about these things because they're creepy, you know, like this stuff get in my head and it's like, I'm at this place now, it's like, I'm open. Like, I'm going to talk about my weird ass thinking because, um, I don't know, who cares? Also, everybody thinks this stuff. Yeah. And everyone who's listening to this is probably like, oh, I've done that. I do this and I do this about this. And mm. everybody does it. I know that they do, yeah. but people are afraid to admit it and talk mm. about it, I think. I'm admitting it. We're admitting we're being vulnerable. <laughs> we're being, I'm being authentic. authentic. <laughs> Sincerely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings.